What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad. I'm Miguel. And our 81st episode. This is going to be a fun one, man. Um, we had the opportunity to see The Black Phone last night. Really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was actually, again, probably up there with Jurassic World Dominion. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, so on today's episode, we are going to review The Black Phone. We are going to talk spoilers. It's, it, honestly, it kind of struck me as one of those movies where you almost can't talk about the movie without spoiling it yeah like you almost can't really like dive into it and have a discussion about it without um without talking about some of the spoiler things uh but we're also going to talk some channel updates too we have a couple of things that have been in the works for a little while uh that we're super stoked about i mean we we had mentioned a couple weeks ago about miguel and i um kind of planning out a lot of the content for the rest of the year um, and kind of some new ways that we want to bring something new to the, to the show and to the channel. So, um, so yeah, we're going to talk some channel updates too. And if you guys have any questions, y'all know what to do with them, throw them in the chat and, uh, and let us know what you have to say. Cause we always want to hear that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to turn it over to you, Miguel, buddy has it hanging. I got my popcorn and beer and we're ready to rock. I didn't do beer tonight. I, I was, fe- so I've been on this weird, it's probably for a couple of reasons. I've, you know like julia she she hasn't been home she's doing a training in lexington and like you know there, there's just I, i've been at home a lot and i mean I'm, i have stuff i can do but like while i work on show stuff or while i do something i've been on a kick of watching all the behind the scenes like featurettes and things like that of uh like the the halloween 4ks and the blu-rays and stuff like that and just i've just been like on a kick of watching that um and i've been in like a super fall mood like in the Hocus Pocus Bro, trailer like drop today. Of summer right now. I know, but like I'm I'm manifesting fall like in my brain right now. So call me crazy, but I I actually went. We were at uh we were at Walmart the other day, and I saw uh, apple cinnamon spice tea on the shelf, and I was like, we gotta have it. So. <laughs> bitch choked really on hot. It too, burn the crap out of my mouth um but yeah so i you know i it, it, i don't know why i've just i've been in a fall i've been in a fall mood which i know is weird because it's not even the fourth of july yet <laughs> like we're not, we haven't even hit like peak summer i know we got but... we literally have like less than 10 days till uh fucking fourth of july and you're over here talking about apple spice tea like the fuck i know i know but i mean listen it's, it's gonna be a big fall and that's part of the reason that we're so stoked about these channel updates too is um, a lot of this stuff is for the fall, particularly if you're a Halloween fan. And I don't just mean Halloween like Michael Myers, you know, the shape. I mean, like, if you're a fan of the holiday and the season, and it's just, it's going to be a good time. So, um, so I, I, this is completely unrelated, but I thought it was kind of funny and I wanted to bring it up to you. Uh, so I, I saw a couple people talking about the new Craven the Hunter movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're not even talking about Marvel right now, but uh that aaron taylor johnson you know we know he's gonna play craven um have you seen this thing about they're gonna make him an animal lover Mm -mm. no i haven't yeah so and keep it keep in mind this is a sony produced movie the sony marvel movie and we all i mean look at the uh, except for spider-man no way home because let's be honest that was really a disney movie uh Mm -hmm. look at the track record for sony marvel movies they're real hit or miss like Like they're okay or they're terrible, um, you know. And I, I had tweeted today because I, I was watching these people argue and talk on Twitter about the new Craven movie, and I was like, "Does anybody actually think that this Craven the Hunter movie is going to be any good?" Well, it hasn't like, been we... getting any buzz whatsoever, and that's what pretty much gets me with the fucking movie. Well, and I mean, keep in mind it's super early. Like where it's like way early stages of production. You know what I mean? Well, so, we've I mean, already had, had like behind the scenes already. We've already had set photos. Really? Yeah. I gotta see this. Like there's pictures the of uh of, of is his name Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yeah. I don't is, think is... they're filming it yet, though. I'm pretty sure they are. Because it had it had it had Aaron Taylor Johnson literally like and like a white, white button down, you know, with the claws, necklace, you know, That's you know dressed up. But he's got like, well, oh my god, which fucking cracks me up. I did not know this. So you know, in the Captain American scene, scene where 
uh, Steve Rogers, you know, gets a serum, but now he's got to catch, you know, the Nazi uh, spies. Yeah. Well, you know, when he was running like through like downtown, like, you know, just like chasing after the car, you know, barefoot. how you're like barefooted and everything. Yeah. Bro, I did not know there were shoes that make you look like you're barefooted. No way. Yeah, I believe no like a hundred percent. Like you can. So look you're up telling me Chris photos. Evans didn't do that stunt actually barefoot? No, not not whatsoever. He he ran that bitch with some fucking <laughs> Air Maxes that looked like feet. I swear to God, <laughs> same color tone as his skin color, whatever the fuck you is. That's you pretty may, funny. But yeah, I saw pictures of it That's and I was like, oh fuck, it looks so weird too. Not, I'm not about it. Well, but, I, I, you may be right, you, Doctor Loomis. You may be right um, about the 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 fact that it may be filming because it says it releases January thirteenth, like next January. Like, so I mean, it would have to be filming because I mean, post production is probably going to take a couple months at least, two, mm-hmm. three, maybe four months. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's um, that's interesting, but I don't know. I just I'm not sold on the idea that because I mean, look, look, Craven is like. Craven is pretty god tier Spider Man villain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's a he's a really decent villain. So I don't know. Like I, the fact that he's an animal lover, like I, he's Craven the Hunter. Like the Hunter part is kind of important. It's not like Steve Irwin. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of and and given like this, given Sony's track record, like I'm gonna be straight up with you. I still haven't seen Morbius all the way through. I've seen little bits and pieces. Um, because everybody I've talked to has said Morbius is just absolute garbage sauce, like with like rotten ketchup and mustard on top. Yeah, yeah. That you've let bake out in this hot ass Kentucky sun for like two weeks. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I I do, I'm not I, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see, bro. I'm still. Uh, this is so weird. But I am looking at Steve Rogers' feet right now, and it's fucking hilarious. So the episode has been hijacked by uh, Chris Evans' feet. So yeah, if anybody out there with a Chris Evans foot fetish is it, no I'm kidding. Um, anyways, big week for uh, for movies and TV. Uh, we have so Only Murders in the Building came back, which I, you haven't seen Only Murders in the Building, have you? Mm-mm. That's that show that uh, um, Steve Martin and uh, I almost said Chris Rock um, and. Uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Um, I almost said Martin Sheen. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm mixing up everybody. Um, that, that they co-wrote uh, uh, Selena Gomez is in it. It's a really funny show. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but season two is there. We got Miss new episode of Miss Marvel dropping tomorrow. Um, we also have Stranger Things Volume 2 drops Friday. Yeah. Sick. I'm so hype. I may be more hyped for that than anything. I'm honestly Miss Marvel and only <clears throat> and only murders. I'm like, I can catch up on that later. <laughs> like that that's I I need to see Stranger Things. So I'm super hyped to uh to go going on that. Um let's talk some channel updates. You ready? Yeah. All right. Um so to to preface this, you know, we're you know, we we've tried to a goal that we've had from the time that we started the channel was to constantly up the game of our content. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. Like not, like not, not just to a certain point, but like nonstop, like the entire time just to continue, um, you know, but to continue. Oh, Jay dead. Thanks, man. He says, Hey guys, just wanted to stop by and leave a like going this weekend to see the black phone. I'll watch this after much love guys. Much love to you too, buddy. It was, yeah, man. Dude, it, enjoy it. no spoilers. It was really good. It was really, really good. We both were pretty big fans of it. Um, Ethan, the cast was great. The story has some twists and turns that kind of had us like, um, plus we spent way too much money on food. So, yeah. <laughs> but you'll enjoy it. Side note though, the theater we went to, bro, it, it's way too much money. Like, yeah. So we went to eight. yeah we went we went to movie tavern because it was like the only showing that we had that was like you know decently within our time frame. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I haven't been to movie tavern in a long time, bro. I shit you not, I spent like over forty bucks over there. I was like, on the tickets, well, on the drinks, on the get, food, and I was like, holy shit, man. For for those of you who don't know, it's I think it's like this at all of Marcus theaters, but like, um, like I. I think you can get food at all of them. So like we like we hadn't eaten dinner. So like we got dinner and a small popcorn and a drink. But like the drink is like like if you get a large drink, it's like 
eight fifty for like a large Coke or a Pepsi or whatever. Yeah, you know how like plus your food is like fourteen. I mean, it's just like it's just it, it's kind of much. <laughs> yeah, you know how for... like uh like Cinemarks and all that stuff and movies theaters like you know cut their prices down just to, like accommodate for like the loss of like revenue during the pandemic. I feel like Movie Tavern didn't do that whatsoever. I feel like they just nope. matter of fact, I think they hiked up their prices for that matter and i was like fuck dude i literally sat down and i did not i did not i i told i told myself i was like i really want to like this movie right now (laughs) but this 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 price i just paid kind of makes you want to hate this movie more so but fortunately uh the movie you know knocked out of the park for me yeah um yeah, so J-Dead, see you, man. Uh, well, J-Dead, we are going to talk some channel updates first. So if you have some, I mean, if you have time, you can stick around. Um, so going back to the, the channel update thing, you know, we've we've tried to up our content game, like, consistently over the last two years. Um, and and I'm, I've been pleased with it. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I've, I've been pleased with what we've done and the, the growth, especially lately. Um, yeah, definitely. We've definitely grown since... Uh... Since earlier this year, honestly, like we've definitely like gone up linearly, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. I graduated in 2015. Nice cult yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And listen to everybody who has, you know, we don't, we, we try not to like to weigh subscribers too much, but to everybody that's subscribed over the last couple of months, to everybody that's joined us, um, we really appreciate you guys. We, you know, we never want to BS anybody. Like we, we're not going to lie to you. We, you know, we just, we, we we're just, just two guys that love movies and we don't ask you to pay nothing just you know if you guys want to stop by and say hi so, you're more welcome to, just like jay did so um but yeah so with that being said um if you missed uh casey what's going on man he said i love the black phone we did too we're gonna get to that in just a second we're talking uh we're talking some um some channel updates real quick um so with that being said if you missed uh what sunday night's episode we talked halloween ends a lot like we talked a lot of halloween ends um and i know some people couldn't make that i know that's a lot i mean that was a two hour and like what 10 15 minute show so uh there that's a lot to kind of sift through plus we talked some marvel news first um so i'm gonna split that episode up we have halloween number one here is we have halloween ends videos dropping like every single day this week like starting tomorrow night i feel like the joker starting tonight I'm a man of my word. So we're like starting tomorrow night. We're going to drop a Halloween ends video like almost every single day this week. Um, and we'll put those in a, uh, in a playlist at, on the, on the homepage of our channel. Um, number two, we, we've talked about this for a long time and, and I, I don't think we've ever really known the right way to do it because, you know, like with every channel, with everything, like we've kind of evolved, we've, we've changed into, um, you know, like, w- like when we started, we are first, like, if you go back and look at our first 10, 20 episodes, they're very like subject based. Like it was very, like we, we would talk about it was a concept, topic. concept, like, you know, episodes, you know, it was, it was my idea and I thought it was a good idea. So yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it, I mean, we, it was kind of your idea. Um, and you know, we talked one thing, but that kind of morphed and we got to the point where it was like, oh, we want to talk about news too, which that branched off everybody who's been with us a while, you'll remember this, uh, into let's talk movie news, which was mm-hmm. around for a little while. Wow. Um, and then it just kind of like I again, it just kind of morphed to the point where this show kind of became everything all in one, like an all-encompassing thing. Um so we retired Let's Talk Movie News, and then we wanted a way to talk horror. So that's when we um that's when we started purely and simply evil because that was a way we could be like hey let's just we just take deep dives into horror that's it nothing else no horror news no we just take deep dives into 70s and 80s and 90s horror and that's been really successful we've had a blast doing that um but we wanted a way to go back and take deep dives into other stuff too like as you guys know um miguel is a huge godzilla fan i'm a huge uh king kong fan um you know i like even there there are other franchises and other movies that we want to take deep dives into so while this is not this is not a third show this is not let's talk movies purely and simply evil and this next thing this is just another way that similarly to how we kind of absorbed let's talk movie news into this show 
and we, you know, we talk kind of everything and this show is really versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another kind of branch out and another just aspect of the versatility of let's talk movies. So we give you classics revisited. So every once in a while, uh, we're going to have a classics revisited show. And all that means is we're going to have like a watch along. It could be in the style of purely and simply evil, where we just take a deep dive into something. Um, but, you know, more often than not, it'll probably be in, in a watch along style. So it, like a live commentary. If you've ever heard one of our commentaries before, um, we'll, we'll start the movie together and we'll watch together. You watch at home. We'll watch here. Um, we can't show it on the screen, obviously, because YouTube would probably shut our channel down. Um, actually, they would shut our channel down because that's illegal. Um, Almost definitely. Yes. Uh, but Classics Revisited is going to be our way to go back and look at those old Kong films. Look at, you know, we, we talked about, even after Jurassic World Dominion, now, um, after Jurassic World Dominion came out, we talked about doing um, the... Uh, yeah, the, the the Jurassic Park Dr. Grant the Jurassic Park franchise you know what I mean um, just a, a way to go back and and dive into other stuff too other than just horror um, in, a, in a manageable way so classics revisited that's going to be a fun one man do you have any uh, Miguel anything you want to add about classics revisited no but other than the fact that I'm really excited for it yeah because there's a lot of things that a lot of people don't really realize is that most of these movies that we see nowadays pretty much come from a lot of classics that are still out there and still very mm-hmm. loved by a lot of uh, a lot of consumers out there so pretty much what I'd like to do is just revisit some of these very class very old classic movies that you know that branched off like you know a new subset of draw of a uh, of a genre or like created a new like you know niche or uh or a typical, uh, what's it called? Like a usual, like a uh, car that they play in the movies, like yeah. in the movies nowadays. So like, and also just to see how like technology has based, has like grown since. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So. Well, and we can jump around too. Like that's the thing is, I mean, we've talked about doing on it. Pro- we'll, we'll start doing these shows um, next month, probably again, if you're just joining us, Classics Revisited. This is not a new show, just kind of another way we're branching out the main show. Um but we'll we'll probably start doing this next month where we will um we'll you know we'll check out uh you know we'll, we've talked about doing Peter Jackson's King Kong and Godzilla 1998 um Roland Emmerich's film uh so we we'll probably do those first and we'll start this next month so we'll sometime next month we'll um we'll have our first classic classics revisited show and it, it'll be a good time man um and like you said about the eras, it'll be fun to, it'll be really cool actually to jump around, like do some of like, do like seventies and eighties action movies, like some of the older, like Stallone and Schwarzenegger stuff, and then <laughs> jump and do, you know, I, I don't know, jump and do like the, I don't know, like the Pirates of the Caribbean films or do Jurassic Park or do some of the Spielberg stuff. Like it, it, it'll just be, it'll be a fun time. It'll be another way that we can branch out um, that, you know, we can talk about new stuff on the show. We can review new movies. We have purely and simply evil to take deep dives into the horror realm. And then we also have this, uh, you know, this kind of sub uh, sub show, I guess you'd call it. Um, where we can kind of, you know, check out our classic films that we enjoy too. So, uh, so that's classics revisited. So, so far we got number one, we got a Halloween ends update coming every single day this week or just about every single day this week. Um, classics revisited is going to be our way to take deep dives into other class, get it class, get it. <laughs> classic. Re- re- revisit um, classics. I know. Right. Um, and then this is one that we're really excited about too. And we actually put together a little teaser for this. So we got to save the best for last. Um, Again, part of the reason I've, I think, been in, I've been in a fall mood, and I, and I really, this is the reason why. As I take a sip of my apple cinnamon spice tea, um, you know, largely, th- this is this is going to be a big year for Halloween franchise fans. We have Halloween ends. This is going to be the end of the. It, it's so hard to believe. Like looking back at it looking at the hype train for Halloween 2018 and it's hard to believe that we're already going to be at the end of this trilogy. Yeah. Um, But uh, you know, it's cool. It's going to be a big year. We have Hocus Pocus two just did a trailer reaction for that earlier today. Um, They dropped the trailer for that. That drops September 30th. Um, You know, it's going to be listen, it's going to be a a damn good time to be a, a fan of the Halloween season. It really will. 2022 belongs to Halloween. Um, so with that being said, October is not only going to be a big month for movies, 
but it's also going to be a big month for wait for it wait for it wait for it wait for it let's talk movies too mm. <laughs> that may have been the dumbest the thing i've ever said uh so Without further ado, here's uh, the teaser for a little project we've been putting together, um, and you'll get a little tease of a lot of the content that is coming uh, later on. So we, uh, we hope you enjoy this. Let's talk movies. Oktoberfest is coming this fall, and we're super, super stoked about it. Hell yeah. We're going to have a lot of good beer. Listen, we are going to drink so much fall beer. This <laughs> are we going to try like every beer that we can find that's Oktoberfest? Sure. I mean, sure. I don't see why not. <laughs> I mean, uh, we have to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you kind of got, I'm not going to go over all of that content that you saw in those two lists. Um, be just because it's a lot of it but um there, there's going to be a lot we have a lot of things coming this fall um that we are super 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 stuper except stuper 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 super 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 excited about except just brother dead you shouldn't have left because now <laughs> i can't speak um that we're super super excited about so uh that was kind of a little, a little tease of that uh jt what's going on man he says chef's kit chef's kisses I, i'm italian i gotta get that i gotta get that in there uh sarah says yo that was lit thanks did it myself <laughs> so yeah we're, we're really excited about that man um I, that's been part of the re we, we've been hanging on to that for a little while um but it's, lots it's of been in our back pocket pretty much yeah it has and we're gonna go back we're gonna you know because we left a couple things out like at the beginning of the purely and simply evil show when we when we did most of the halloween films you know we left out rob zombies films because we had we did we kind of talked about those on the main show um like way like long time ago like back when we were like still getting started um yeah so we we're gonna revisit the rob zombie films on purely and simply evil um we're also going to do the producer's cut of Halloween 6, which we didn't do. We already did the theatrical cut. We're going to do the producer's cut. We're going to do Halloween 3. Um, we're going to do a Hocus Pocus commentary. Maybe the ladies might even want to join us for the Hocus Pocus commentary. Um, so it'll be a blast, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun. Um, and then the first one that you, that you may have seen, that's a little project I'm working on. Um, I am in the process. I guess you'd call it a treatment. I, I'm, I'm writing a treatment. For what I would do if they remade Halloween. Call and it what you want. It's ten a fan, years or whatever. It's a fan written. Uh, it is. It's a. I mean, it's a. Script. It's a fan. It's a fan treatment. It's not really a script. It's. But I'm. I'm gonna try and put together a really cool video um, that showcases that in a way that I think is gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be really cool. Oh boy, here we are. Naked fuck Tinder. We're cheaper and fast. They're in the chat. They're spamming us. Here we go. Oh, yeah, got to. <laughs> got to block that user. Naked goodbye um so yeah man that's our channel updates halloween update uh halloween ends updates dropping every single day this week um uh if you if you were not here before 
me pull that back up. Classics Revisited. We're going to take a deep dive into other films um, on this show. That's going to be a really fun thing to do. And then also, uh, Let's Talk Movies Oktoberfest, which is coming this October. And uh, I'll let you go back and kind of take a peek at some of that content. I'm, I'll, I'll post that trailer, um, that little teaser trailer, in as a separate video later on. So, so there we go. There There's we go, our channel guys. updates. That wraps up that portion of the show. Now, if you... Uh, if you if you have not seen the black phone we love you please step away but get out no i'm kidding we love you but we are going to talk spoilers so if you're sensitive to spoilers you don't want to know anything about the black phone there's the door there's the um, door so you've been warned so miguel tell us uh we, we did a quick video in the parking lot as we usually do um miguel give me your your just initial thoughts on the black phone what'd you think i'll give what i said in the video pretty much it was just a whirlwind of a roller coaster of emotions pretty much it's not a scary movie by um by what by the definition that you're thinking like it's not a lot of jump scares it's not a lot of like uh areas that you would consider like you know like horror i it was more like a suspenseful thing like a suspenseful horror i guess so I like that's kind of that. how i would i would i uh, would imagine it and um yeah so this movie alone ethan hawk brilliant performance i've that i've seen right now so far with him in the in the recent years i mean i know he just did um he had a he had a you know he had a little project out with disney called moon knight if you guys ever checked it out chat with moon knight uh yeah but um but yeah other than that i mean he was absolutely phenomenal in this movie without a doubt he carried this movie through throughout the entirety of uh of that runtime but that's not to say that the other cast members in this movie didn't do a good job as well the young cast that was in this movie brilliant as well there's a you end up loving like the 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 younger cast members in this movie more than um damn near any other any other in this movie so yeah a lot of great talent coming in through the through the woodworks because like every single one of these uh young actors i mean they're 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 young like they got a long future ahead of them they got a long bright future ahead of them if they got a like long way to go and a if short they, time yeah. to get there yeah <laughs> if they if if this is how they are if, if this is what they're uh you know if this is how they're uh acting now oh god man we're we're in for a longer decade or a longer generation of films that are going to come out and yeah it's going to be a great show, great ride you know seeing them yeah. uh grow up and uh, become gr greater actors so yeah, that's the, that's to say with the the young cast. Yeah, they uh, they, did, they did a great job, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I I didn't know this going in. I, I had no idea until I started looking after the fact. And this is kind of a cool tie-in. Um, let me ask you this: Do you think it had Stephen King vibes to it? Even though it's not a Stephen King thing, do you, I? I kind of got especially the scenes of um, uh, Gwen, the sister, riding her bike like through the rain and things like that with the red poncho. Um, did you get, yeah, Stephen there were King definitely some, there were definitely some Easter eggs. I'm not going to lie. Well, uh, there's a reason why. Why is there's that? a reason why that I didn't know until after. So the black phone was actually originally a, a, a short story and it was a collection of, uh, of, uh, or it, excuse me, it was a part of a collection of short stories written by, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, no, Joe Hill. Okay. Joe Hill mm. is Stephen King's son. Fire. So the original story, the original short story was written by Stephen King's son. So, I mean, that a, that explains why it's so friggin' good. Um, hey, Apple but, doesn't fall, fall far. No. And yeah. the Apple that, what? I don't know. I tried to say it. The Apple the behind the, the far. The Apple doesn't <laughs> fall far from the truth. There you go. <laughs> You said the apple doesn't fall. <laughs> Coral! I don't know why. Said, I don't know why. You sound like Rick Grimes. Coral! <laughs> I really don't. Um, it's okay. But um, besides the fact, yeah. I mean, yes, Stephen King's son? I, Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, um, you know, Robert Cargill, Scott Derrickson, who also did um, Doctor Strange as well. He, he directed the first Doctor Strange film. He directed Sinister, Deliver Us from Evil. He directed The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, I think 
Let me check. I have it pulled up here. Let me. He did. He did The Day the Earth Stood Still, too. The 2008 film. Um, so, yeah, really good director. Um, definitely nails the trippy Doctor Strange vibes. You know what I mean? Um, you know, yeah. Casey J, that's a good point, too. He said, I got Jan John Wayne Gacy vibes. Um, the killer clown thing. Yeah, it, it was definitely... Um, it definitely had those vibes and it, you know, one well, no, of the it pretty much that... set the tone for like, uh, this is obviously going to be like a serial killer kind of vibe because like, yeah. I mean, the movie is set in what? The seventies. Seventies. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's set in the seventies. That, that's what I was getting ready to say. It, you know, the movie is really a, it, it's a very well done period piece. Like it really throws mm. you into the seventies. Like it's got the seventies, the seventies aesthetic. Um, there were even moments where, you know, the moments where um, where the telekinesis stuff was happening and the little girl was dreaming, um, like the, it's for example, like the 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 gas station. Mm -hmm. it's what? It's telepathic. Say? Whatever. Telepathic. Telekinesis is moving um, <laughs> objects. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, telepathic. Whatever. I get those things mixed up. But the chick's like eleven. Um, actually, she's not like eleven, but whatever. Um. Anyways, but like the scenes where she is, um, the scenes where she is in her dream and she, you know, is the, and he's on the phone calls and things. We got this, they did this thing where they, they made it look like it was being shot on like 35 millimeter film. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool. That was a real, again, a really cool, like 70s callback. Um, it, it just, it looked, it, it was really well done. The, the 70s aesthetic, the cars, um, the, the color grading and the lighting and the, just like the overall tone of it felt very 70s. Um, you know, JT says the black phone was refreshing. I completely agree. It was a very yeah. refreshing and, and it was, it felt nice and, you know, listen, I'm a franchise guy. I'm an MCU lover. I love the Halloween franchise. I love horror franchises and things that ha are sequential. But it was kind of nice to have just a standalone. It, it just stands on its own. It, it stands on its own merits. It has a beginning and an end, and that's it. Yeah. And I, I appreciated that a lot, actually. Um, JT also said he said it felt like it, which I it did. There were a few moments. I'm telling you, the moment where... The moment where she's in the yellow poncho riding her bike in the rain and she sees all of the dead kids in front of her and she falls like that was like, oh, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like that definitely screamed it to me. Um, and I said this to Miguel and you can even kind of elaborate on this a little bit if you want to in a minute. Um, it almost felt like a weird cross between Home Alone, The Sixth Sense and Room like within an escape room yeah you yeah know what i mean i would agree with that yeah it um, definitely it felt like more escape room for me during those uh typical scenes whenever he was like you know locked in the basement but uh i also got a lot of stephen king's like reference you know mm -hmm. well and even like i i didn't honestly Give it was a second hold on you're good um it was refreshing because it felt it, I think part of the reason it was refreshing, JT, to your point, is like, for me, it was different than I expected it to be. Like, I didn't expect, I expected it to be a little bit, I, I guess, bloodier, to be a little bit more, uh, like, hardcore with the horror, like, the strong gore horror aspects. And it really wasn't. I mean, we only really got one kill scene in the entire thing. That was all we got, um, which was Max, but poor, oblivious cokehead max um when he takes the axe and swings or whatever that it had some damn good jump scares it really did there were some like two, there was though. some oh it had a it had like probably three or four like pretty good ones that i was mm -hmm. like okay i see you you know but it was it it aired more on the creepy on unsettling side of horror rather mm -hmm. than the bloody like gore fest it's chopping people's heads off and stabbing and he's being beaten constantly like honestly i kept waiting for finn to be beaten because they all kept telling me about how he's gonna beat you with the belt he's waiting for you to play the the naughty boy game like he's waiting for you to do all of that stuff and so he can beat the crap out of you and he can abuse you and whatever and it never really came like i kept waiting for that moment for him to screw up and it never came mm -hmm. um so well he yeah, did screw it, up once and he did, he did play he did. Naughty Boy, 
But it, you didn't really see any of that. It just went back to him sleeping in his room. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, Casey says, speaking of Stephen King, um, Stephen King's It, check out the Barbarian trailer. It's produced by a producer from the It films. Looks creepy. Even has Bill Skarsgård in it. I'll, I, I have Ooh. heard of it. I got to check that out. Um, I was really one of the trailers. Side note: one of the trailers that played um, before the Black Phone last night was. Is it called Beast? The one with Idris Elba. Yeah, it's called Beast. Uh, set in Africa. That looked really good too. It's not. I. I guess you'd call it thriller more than horror. Um, but it's kind of like a like a grizzly or um, uh, a what was that one called bear about the people trapped in there like RV or whatever with the, the grizzly bear. Like it's, it's basically like a demon lion, you know what I mean? Like a rogue lion um, type deal, like a, like a jaws situation, but it's a lion and they're in the middle of Africa. Um, so yeah, that looked kind of interesting too. Um, you know, at one point I had leaned over to Miguel and I said, dude, Ethan Hawke is a crazy good actor. Like mm-hmm. he, he, I think he really shined a lot in this movie and he shined in a way, you know, it, it's hard to explain because a lot of actors are really good at like letting, just completely letting go. Like, like personally, they seem very reserved and they seem very normal, but they can just completely unhinge themselves. And Mm -hmm. that's scary. Even you mentioned Moon Knight earlier. Ethan Hawke is almost scary He's scarier because he's reserved. You know what I mean? He's calm. He's not. He's not like like just wild and crazy. He's just very like like when like when he did escape when he got when he ran out and he got in the truck and he 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 pulled when he tackled Finn and he had the knife up to his throat like in somebody's yard and he was like it, when he he said something like if you move I'm gonna slit your throat and then strangle you with your intestines or something I was first of all I was like. Yeah, that was him, like completely unhinged, right there. I, like, I gotta oh, okay. say, but he was still calm. There was something that mm-hmm. was just very, like, he was very meticulous. I, w- I will strangle you with your intestines, but I will also comfort you while I do it with my soft, mm-hmm. soothing voice. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it, he he never seemed mad. Like, even when he was making him the eggs, when he brought him the food, when he was ta- telling him about, like, you know, he was like, "I almost let you go. I guess I'll have to send you with the others." Like he, he was very calm, but that was unsettling because as an audience member, you're like, when's he going to snap? When's he going to snap? When's he going to snap? Like you're sitting there waiting for him to, to have that moment of just like, he just goes crazy, you know? Yeah. And there are like multiple moments where like, we thought it was going to happen because there was one, there was another specific moment where like, uh, the, his name, the name that they have him is the Grabber. They call him the Grabber. Yes. So with Ethan Hawks, the Grabber, they uh, he tested Finn out real quick. And he was like, oh, "Nothing's working. Nothing's working." So I might, I might just let you go. Do you mind if I get your name? And obviously, Finn, you know, gives a fake name with kudos. You know, even oh, yeah, even in yeah, the seventies, yeah. these kids are smart. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, Finn gives a gives a false name and. You immediately see like uh, the, the grabber disgust. or Ethan Hawke, like he's just so disgusted, and he throws the food down. And he's like, you know, you you could tell right there he was literally about to snap and like you know fuck Finn up, but then he immediately like you know closes back off and he's like, I'm gonna have to do this another time. You're gonna have to die later. I was gonna let you go, and then just walks off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, but that goes to say that he is very meticulous because he. Pretty much, I'm pretty sure he had that entire uh, interaction planned in his head. Like, he knew Finn was going to lie. He knew that uh, if he left the door unlocked, Finn's going to want to walk out. So it was definitely, like, one of those moments where it's, like, he has a routine. Like, this is, like, like everything you saw between with the interaction between Finn and uh, Ethan Hawke's grabber. You could tell that this is something that he's done to every single one of his victims, every single one of the kids that he's uh, he's taken. Like, this is the same same role play, same game, pretty much the same steps that he's taken. Like for every single one of the kids, and it just so happens, you know, Finn was able to get out before, or right right before, you know, he was at the conclusion of whatever his fucking game was. Yeah, well, and, and he's perfected it too. Like because this has been his ritualistic, yeah. weird 
again, like he called it the naughty boy game. Like, you know, like he's perfected. Like you can tell he's worked on this with, um, with the kids in the past. That's why, like when he says, you know, Finn, you're special or you're different or something like, I think part of it is he's different because he's different because this is, this is, he the grabber off is his the game. most well the, he's thrown off his game when the grabber is thinking he's going to be the most confident in his game you know what mm-hmm. i mean like he's per, like you like you like you said leaving the door unlocked and the the food and sitting there like he like all of this is planned out like he knows in his head what he's doing um do you realize we never even knew his name we only knew no nothing we literally know nothing about the grabber he which only... makes him even more for like frightful I love that. It was perfect. It, it's mm-hmm. the, it's, it's, it, it was perfect to not give us any detail about him. Um, even the plot twist with him being Max's brother and the, the two houses on opposite sides of the street. Like it, a lot of that was really well done. Um, JT said for sure. And also uh, the storytelling was good character development. The pacing, everything was good. I completely agree. Like the, the way the the story really felt like it unraveled like a Stephen King novel or like mm-hmm. a, like a thriller novel would like it just, it was this constant unraveling of, of more information, um, yeah. you know, and we'll, we'll talk about Finn and some of the other characters in a minute. Um, but I really liked like, while we're talking about the grabber, I, I liked that. We never dove. We never knew his, we never knew his name. We never knew anything about him other than the fact that he was the grabber and mm-hmm. he had the abracadabra van, the, abracadabra, the, the abracadabra van, and the black balloons, and he kind of dressed up like a clown and stuff like that. Like we didn't know anything about him. Um, that that's what made the whole the Max thing so like. Like I remember the scene when the when the cops leave and Max is, and he snort he does his Johnny Depp blow. Uh, not saying Johnny Depp does blow. I'm saying Johnny Depp starred in the movie Blow. Uh, he does do blow, and that's okay. Whatever. Um. Anyway, is it every day happy hour? when max (laughs) when max does the blow off the coffee table and the camera just goes down into the basement i was like like we both looked at each other yeah we looked at each other and we're like what the hell like what i was confused i was like there's no way like is this you know i at first i was like is this a split personality thing like i don't know what's going on um which i did wonder because we didn't dive into his crazy which i really appreciated but the mask thing, like the different versus, like the half mask or the half mask this way, or the full mask or the frown versus the smile. Like, was it a different personality thing depending on what mask he was wearing? Like, is the clown a different person? Like, I, I, it, it makes you wonder. Like, the fact that as an audience member you can ask those questions mm-hmm. makes that's how you know. Like, this is really good storytelling. This is really good development of the of a villain because you keep asking questions all the way until the very end Mm -hmm. um so i i thought that was really well done um at first at the beginning of the movie i remember i thought the dad is the freaking villain of this movie not not the grabber when when he was sitting there like like when he was sitting there with lighting the little lighting her up at the kitchen table i was like i could bend steel right now i was like i hope this guy dies like legit i hope this character dies um but he kind of had a surprising arc you know i, I didn't expect it's an understandable arc a uh, granite no no let me say this trauma not is not an excuse no for being a terrible dad or an asshole i will admit that but that being said the the turn the beginning of his personality or his like the way the way his character developed in the beginning of the movie it makes sense it was yes. like look yes. my wife had dreams did some fucked up shit and killed herself would i become an alcoholic probably it's one of the options that we have out there so and if i found out that my daughter was doing the same thing yeah i wouldn't want uh my daughter doing any of that because you know, I saw what happened want to her. my wife. It it came from a place of care and love. It came it came of... from a place of fear, not a care. It was a place of fear. She he was Fair. he was definitely scared of what would happen to his daughter, and <clears throat> that's why he was so against like you know, uh, he was so against her, uh, you know, talking about her dreams, you know, 
perpetuating the idea of her dreams, talking to the cops about her dreams. Like, yeah, it's it was it was a very like it was a very like the route you're going is going to be end up the same way that your mother did. And the father really presented that the the movie really presented the father to be a very like problematic father, like definitely someone that went through some shit and is not coping with it very well and is taking it out on his kids. It it was, it was very, I I don't know. His his arc was very well done. Like, I mean, he didn't completely redeem himself, but I I think it kind of let you know at the end. You could tell that he was on a journey. He just had, he has a problem. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He, he, like I even, you know, at first, cause I, I don't know. I didn't pick up on, the the drinking at first until the scene where he's beating her and she grabs the bottle of vodka and he's got the orange juice on the counter and she says if you hit me again i'll drop it and when she drops it like his i mean he is beating his daughter like ruthlessly up against the counter and he's doing it like without any emotion but the minute she drops the vodka bottle he was like (gasps) like he it was like his heart sank you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it's like that was at the point and i even i even think i leaned over you and i said he's an addict like he's an alcoholic like that's Mm -hmm. that's the issue here like he's he's drunk um Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I think the at the at the moment where Finn walks out of the house and they're sitting in the ambulance and he says, I'm so sorry. And he like grabs them and hugs them or whatever. Like I was like, OK, he this was his wake up call. This was an intervention like he's, he's as you know, much of a wake up call you can have. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, it's like the whole you don't know what you have until it's gone. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Um so yeah, uh, Castler Garcia, what's going on, man? He says, uh, Gatlop from two, uh, 2022 is Beyond the Gates, Jumanji, Stay Tuned, and That 70s Show all rolled into one. What is Gatlop? I don't know what Gatlop is. Let's what is Gatlop? What Gatlop is. Let's see. I swear to God, if I get a fucking link. Gatlop. What the hell? It's a movie. Is it Gatlop? Hell of a game. I have no idea. I I've never seen this before. Like I I've never even seen that this like exists so far. Damn. Okay. We'll we'll have to check it out. That's uh, that's yeah. an, hey that's a heck of a combination. It's very interesting. Um, Castler also says where the scary things are has an it vibe to it. Cool. Mm, okay. So it's just a it's just a pretty much like a Jumanji or Zathura like you know. Uh, but pretty much a horror-based uh, Jumanji. I like that. Pretty cool. That is kind of sick. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Jumanji is a horror movie? Jumanji as a horror movie? Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. That'd be pretty scary, actually. Mm-hmm. That could be done really terrifying. Um, you know, let's talk about Finn and uh, and Gwen a little bit, too, because, um, you know, kind of going back to the escape room stuff, he was very resourceful, you know, and a lot of that was because of the black phone and the supernatural elements and the past victims, you know, I, I really liked it. And again, it's, it's the 70s. There's no social media. There's no this was a small town. I guess it was Denver. It was outside of Denver a little like I don't know exactly where, um, but like I got small town vibes. Everybody knows everybody. Um you know, we kind of had the, the the sense even after the, the victims were dead and they were calling Finn on the phone, um, he had some kind of personal connection to every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the bullies had a like every, every kid, every character was connected somehow because they all went to school. You just get the idea that they all went to school with each other. Y'all, they all know each other. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's, it's small town America in, in the seventies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that I, I kind of like that aspect. And then the, it's like them walking him through, you know, the, the code is on the wall and digging you know you can dig through to the ground you can try to dig under the wall you can go when he used the the back of the 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 lid of the toilet to like try to bust through the the um the wall he's going for it guys (laughs) the concrete you know what i'm saying when they tried to bust like when he tried to bust through the the concrete and um you know into the uh i dude i thought he had it when he got in the freezer i was like oh he's out He's out, Mm-mm. and then I was like, "Nope." Oh, okay. Freezers, free, freezer doors back then have locks, so I was yeah. like, "Yep." Pardon. I knew that was gonna be that was gonna be like a dead end. It actually, this movie built tension really well too, because at the part where he's like throwing himself up against the freezer doors, and you hear him going, "Cuckoo, 
cuckoo cuckoo i was like bro he's the grabber's gonna hear that he's gonna hear that like finn is finally gonna get the door open and the grabber's gonna be like hello like Naughty there's boy. something waiting on the other side i know right nutty boy like something like that um you know even what was your take on gwen and her abilities and her role she was the mvp she was <laughs> yeah she really i'll was. say this gwen gwen was definitely the mvp in this fucking movie like from the start of the movie and you see and, you, and you're introduced to her like it's obvious that something is definitely wrong some, there's obviously some sort of like supernatural thing about her because or the fact that like what she what what her abilities are are relatively known right now because obviously whenever she was asked to go to the office you know she was not surprised whatsoever she was like yep uh, all right the officers want to talk to me about my dreams and then i'm supposed to help them with this case so it's obvious that she is aware of like her abilities or whatever her telepathic abil- abilities like that's so she's fully aware of that. She knows her dad is not her dad is not happy with that whatsoever. So she kind of keeps on the wraps now. Yeah. But um I would say that like her as a character um there wasn't necessarily like any type of like change in her person in her character throughout the movie. It was just she became more uh she became more open with her abilities, pretty much. She was, like, willing to uh, be more open with, like, what she can do with, like, you know, welcoming her her uh, her powers, pretty much. Yeah. Which is pretty well, cool because, you know, we don't know where it came from. Like, we know it came from her mother, but we don't know what, what exactly right, this is. Right, and, uh And she just chalked it up to, you know, just, you know, God and his almighty power. So I thought that was uh, really interesting to the fact that there's no explanation for it, but you're given, you know, you know, rational thoughts of like, well, if, if it's if we don't know what it is, obviously it's it's God or Jesus or something like that. So like I, that was pretty cool for how they uh, displayed her abilities throughout the movie, and then obviously her as a character is like she's she's the she's the big sister or like the sister that you that you've always wanted, like protective, badass, funny she's as fuck, sister. and. Yeah, yeah, she she just she's just there to protect. She's just a protector for you. So she's like yeah. the best sister you ever had. Like she she protected Finn from a lot of situations. She's uh, she taken so much beatings from uh from her dad, so that uh, Finn wouldn't get any of it. So like, very yeah, she's definitely someone character. that very very strong character. Someone that's uh, a natural born uh, protector in the in the, you know in regards to her personality. So. She's a natural born killer. Um, she was cool, man. I, I yeah, like, and even I, I'm not gonna lie. Her her bargaining with Jesus was like the funniest thing. <laughs> Which yeah, she'd yeah, like, her conversation with Jesus like, were fucking hilarious. She'd get like her, uh, she'd get her Bible out, and she'd get the cross, and she'd get everything like laid out, and she'd be like, Jesus, what the hell? And I was like, what? I was like, what like what yeah, is happening we were, here? we were thrown off by that yeah we were like it was, oh, it was funny okay. um but you know even like she in a way you know finn seemed very there was the moment um where excuse me there was the moment where finn did break down when he couldn't get out through the when he when he he already tried to dig he went after the uh the toilet thing the back of the toilet when he tried to break mm-hmm. through the wall and he couldn't get through the freezer and he did finally kind of break down. That was really the first time that we saw him show any emotion since he had been kidnapped. Like, you know, he, I, Finn was very, for, for the majority of the movie, he was very dead set on escaping. Like that was mm-hmm. his one. He was just like, I'm not going to die here. Um, I'm going to keep trying even like, even if I do die, I'm going to die trying. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I like that about his character. Gwen, what was her name? Gwen. She, she struggled a little bit more. Like she kind of had this back and forth, especially with her dad. I, I think the moment once her dad, once she sat down with her dad and was like, please don't be mad, but I think I can help him. Like, I think I can help people who are being taken by the grabber, you know? And he like, once he started driving her around town, which I was like, okay, dad, all right, I see you. Like, you're making a comeback. Um, Like she kind of had a little bit of a back and forth, like, 
you know, she was like, this is working. It's going to work. And then there'd be a setback. And that's when we got a, you know, a Jesus, what the hell? Like we got, we, then she would kind of be knocked back down, but then she'd be like, wait a minute. And she'd have another dream. And she, it, it was kind of this back and forth with Gwen that I really appreciated in her character. Like, you know, the, the ups and down of it. And then finally, when she saw the house, when she wrecked on, when we, like, as we kind of talked about in the chat, um, that Stephen King it moment where it was like, she wrecked, she was wearing the yellow poncho and it was raining and she turned and saw the house and it was like, oh, that was when it all clicked. And it was like, okay, that's it. Like her, that was the, that was the coolest part of her arc. Cause she realized like, holy crap, this is like, I was, I was right this whole time. Like through all she the like, ups and the downs, Jesus. I was, I know, right. That like, she was right. Um, so that was really, really cool. I, I really liked her characters. Even, you know, even the smaller characters, like the detectives, like they didn't have a huge, huge role. Um, the friends didn't have a huge, huge role, but they still found a way to make them all impactful. It, it was really, really well done storytelling. Um, definitely one of my favorite movies of the year so far. I mean, I see, I don't know what it is, man. I have enjoyed and the Marvel, like, listen, I mean, we, I know we're really on a Halloween kick right now, like with the Halloween end stuff, because of like, we're, we're getting closer and closer to it. But like, I mean, Marvel is our main deal. And like, I have enjoyed the last two movies we have gone and watched more than Multiverse of Madness. I really have. Yeah. Like I've enjoyed because the refreshing, experience. Dude. I, I enjoyed the experience of watching Jurassic World Dominion and the Black Phone. I think more than I enjoyed the experience of watching Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's very strange. And that's not to say Multiverse of Madness is bad at all. No, it was amazing. Or is worse, but I don't know. It's something about like, well, I would say Jurassic World uh, Dominion probably like touched like a, a nostalgic. A nostalgic yeah. yeah nostalgic that kind of pulled at right the heartstrings a little bit, you know. And then uh, Black Phone, like JT said, it's, it's just a refreshing uh, horror movie. It was just something very new in regards to what we're typical to seeing, whether it's like a franchise or something that's like really wacky or out of this world. So, like, it was definitely one of those movies where I was like, oh, shit, this is something new. This is something, like, that we haven't seen in, in a while. Even though it's, like, you know, a short story by Stephen King's son. Like, it's something refreshing that we haven't seen in a while. So, I thought it was something that a lot of... It reminded me of, like, how, how excited I was. How, it reminded me of how much I enjoyed Malignant because that one, that movie as well, mm -hmm. felt so refreshing to me because it was just, like, not your typical, like, horror ghost uh uh ish horror ghost you know vibes of uh the typical uh, like paranormal activity and all that other stuff yeah. so yeah it was just it was definitely refreshing i i would agree with jt wholeheartedly um i will say though without throughout the the entirety of the movie i did enjoy like finn and uh what was it what was the girl's name oh uh, i don't know um what was her name? Um, we were literally just the, saying uh... that. Oh, do you mean the girl he liked or the, the sister? The sister. Oh, Gwen. Gwen. Okay, yeah, Gwen. The, the, the relationship between Gwen and Finn was obviously like one of a strong bond. And that was something that was definitely like uh, very prominent through this movie. So it was like, the heart of the movie. So like the two. Yeah, that's pretty much the heart of the movie. And the relationship that they had between one another was definitely something like both of them are pretty much like picking back off the strength of one another, even though they were not around. I'm pretty sure like the presence of them were still like there and strong, like the search for yeah. Finn and the drive for Finn to escape. Like yep. both were so strong in the movie that you could definitely tell that both of them were pretty much like looking up for one another and making and like really like thinking about each other just as a, even more of a drive to, uh, to uh you know crack the case or find finn or even break out for finn so yeah. i will say also one thing that i thought that was really uh cool in this movie was the conversation finn had with almost all of his victims all of all of the the grabbers victims the way the way that they presented like the phone call with finn but also like presenting the victims the ghosts of the victims like in the same room but also not oh, really yeah, being in yeah, contact yeah. with them you know right. what i mean so like the well, the kids would walk around and like you know talk and all that stuff but finn couldn't see them obviously well they finn weren't even facing them. each other a lot of times you know 
Yeah, like, exactly. They, so like they'd be in like Finn would be in the you know the foreground. They would just kind of be um, in the background, like kind of faded out. Um, there was a really good. There was a pretty good jump scare moment where the girl was like spinning and her throat was her throat was sliced and she was like spinning around or whatever. That one was pretty good. Um, yeah, that was the one that I thought I was like, oh shit, that's a good, pretty good jump scare. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I don't know, man. I I think to to JT's point before as we kind of wrap up here, like I think for me it felt refreshing because it didn't have to do anything crazy it didn't have to rely on crazy gore it didn't have to do some crazy as they like to call it um elevated horror like it didn't have to do some big elevated crazy mind game thing it was just it it had supernatural elements it had elements that made it unique and different but it was just from beginning to end it was just a well-told story and i yeah i really really appreciate that um honestly i think it's going to be an 8.6 for me i i i really enjoyed it i'll definitely be picking this one up on uh on blu-ray once it once it drops yeah this movie would definitely be one that will be a case study for a lot of like horror um naked a lot of like for a lot my bad uh sorry my my computer's old it's high school old so no i'm kidding so you're, uh, you're the reason behind naked tinder spamming the chat all the time Got absolutely it. not Shut up. <laughs> but you know moving forward to to the wrapping up what i think about the movie uh yeah i think this movie definitely would be like a case study for a lot of like other movie podcasters to talk about like even like horror podcasts like this is definitely one movie that will be talked about for a while or it will still be set in the back of a lot of people's minds so um yeah i would i would definitely uh, recommend this movie to like almost everyone my brother even asked me the other day he was like hey so i was gonna go watch uh, the black phone like what do you think i was like honestly man like it's a pretty it's a pretty damn good movie like i'll be honest like in yeah. regards to like horrors that we have in in the past uh quote-unquote decade i'd say because we're in 2022 so like so yeah in the past decade this is definitely like one of one of the more stronger horror movies out there so far. I agree. And um, yeah, I'd put this in the top of my list so far. So if I had to give it a rating, I would probably say, I'd probably say like a high eight. So like probably like 8.8 or something like that, just because of, uh, there are a lot of things that I wanted to be, I wanted said in the movie, but wasn't. So like obviously the psyche of Ethan Hawks, the grabber or like the history behind him. Like I'd like to see more of that or, even like even like more of like more detective work of like figuring out who this grabber is and not just relying on the superpowers of of Gwen. Granted, the powers of Gwen was pretty cool and it would have been a great help during the entire movie, but I feel like the only reason why they found um the grabber and Finn was because of Gwen. So I thought that kind of cheapened out the whole like idea of like the of like the cops and all that stuff it didn't seem like the cops really needed to even be there for that matter so like it felt like they didn't yeah, they didn't really they need to be in the movie there. for that matter i, I mean if you think about it it could have like, just been two random cops or just like you know just the cops in general just like like oh shit there there's uh there's finn or something like that so yeah. it would have been much cooler it would have been it would have been way more like interesting to delve into the minds of uh of the grabber's brother seeing how he is puzzling everything together instead of just you know <laughs> snorting a line of coke and is like it makes sense <laughs> like i was like i was like what i was like what he, yeah that what was pissed me off the most yeah like the realization of like of the grabber's brother and like realizing like oh shit my brother's the grabber so like i was like all you needed was a line of coke and just to stare at the fucking basement and you're like hmm not all the other fucking clues that might, you know, like the fucking mask sitting in the fucking kitchen, you know, like shirts unbuttoned with a belt, like just staring yeah. at the fucking garage door. Like, well, there are so I, many like things I saw, like I like noticed in the movie where I was like, that's a red flag, bro. Like, I know you're not coked up all the time. I, I, I so agree, but I think you could have noticed that. I think. I think you just chalk it up to like he's he's high he's kind of an idiot a dunce he doesn't he doesn't realize it um but yeah but again it, it, like it if good. you would have if you would have made like uh the grabber such like a uh methodical like kind of guy like you know like very like smart and like devious kind of guy it would have been cool to have the brother kind of the same way 
but also like doing it for like the good, you know, like have like a like a yin and yang, like good foil between one another instead of just having him being like a bumbling idiot. Like it would have been cool to see like the brother like slowly puzzle things together while also Gwen is still trying to like figure out figure as well. Like have like have have like the brother like interact with Gwen and be like, hey, I'm trying to figure out what else is going on. Like, do you do you have any idea? Like what? Like I, I heard stories about like how you're talking to the cops. Do you know anything? Blah, 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 blah. Like, like pursue the the hunt for Ethan, but also coming to like like following red herrings and all that stuff. Like I kind of would have liked the whole like mystery crime, like solving who it was. And then the big twist of like, oh, it's actually my brother, you know, like. That would have also been like an interesting part. So like, I feel like that was definitely like a missed opportunity right there. But then again, you know, I'm not the fucking writer or director. I just thought that would have been a cool thing to notice. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I, so I agree, man. eight point eight point eight for me. Uh, you know, it's an eight point eight for me because there's a lot of things in the movie where I was like, I feel like they could have fleshed that out or like did something different to like enhance the story because obviously this is coming from like a short story. So. You I, have I, the backbone of the movie, but they 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 could they could have took some some liberties in regards to that. I, I thought it played out pretty well. I, I it felt like a satisfying ending, which is something that a lot of a lot of times horror movie like if you think Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if you think Halloween, like the the vi- I mean like the villain doesn't win, but they don't necessarily lose. They Get don't away. always die. They don't. Yeah. It's not always good. Doesn't always prevail. Like, but this felt mm-hmm. like a good satisfying. I'm happy with that. Like I walked out of the theater, like you know what? I'm happy with how that ended. I mean, it, so yeah, it, I would agree uh, with it, that. It, it, there it's, was it's, there was like a suspenseful moment in in my eyes after after the grabber was you know after the after Finn broke the grabber's neck and he was like walking up to you like you know he was a slow walk you know all like you know heroic like just about to unlock the door. I was fully expecting like the grabber or someone. I know, else, right? Like, grab him. I and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Too. So, yeah, too. so it really set the suspenseful nature in that movie for sure, like at yep. that moment. So, yeah, it, it's it's between an 8.5 and a 9 for me, somewhere in there. Um, definitely really enjoyed it, guys. Let us know what you thought of the Black Phone in the comments below. We want to hear what you have to say. Um, if you uh, missed our channel updates earlier, we have Halloween uh, Halloween Ends videos dropping almost every single day for the rest of this week um just in case anybody missed uh sunday night stream where we talked about halloween ends uh, in great detail um kind of our thoughts on a few different things so those will drop um throughout the week and we'll put a, a playlist on the uh on the home page of the channel this has been episode number 81 our review of blumhouse and universals of the black phone thank you guys so much for hanging out with us we are also going to be doing classics revisited on the main show where we're going to take deep dives into uh into classics as the name kind of hints at we're going to revisit classics um so that'll be a real fun time and then we have let's talk movies oktoberfest i played the trailer for that earlier um and i will be sure to post that in a uh, in a separate video as well so that you guys can check that out let us know what you thought of the black phone in the comments below new episodes of let's talk movies and purely and simply evil premiere every single tuesday and saturday at 8 p.m. and 10 a.m. eastern we are on twitter instagram and tiktok at we talk the movies you guys are awesome have an awesome rest of your week and we will see you soon bye guys see you very soon see you